they figured out a way to make someone do what they want them to do. Hey, this is Unrefined Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Hey, 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 you guys. We're here for another podcast, and we have an interesting show for you today. Yeah. Yeah, Lindsay, I, I've been playing with this... Uh, app over here and we have all these little, really cool sounds like this you know like when Lindsay says something funny i can go hey yeah <laughs> or do it again okay anyway so i didn't hear anything but okay you, you didn't hear anything it, it's supposed to no, do like a I didn't hear it. drum it's supposed to do like a drum yeah. maybe i'm in maybe i'm in preview mode oh there we go yeah i heard yeah. it yeah yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, we're we're talking about a pretty serious topic today. I figured I'd started on a, a little kind of a crazy note there, you guys. It's just Lindsay and I, but uh, we have taken a deep dive down a rabbit hole that actually really intrigues me. Lindsay, does this does this interest you? This topic? Well, yeah. I mean, just I really got kind of into the whole Frank Olson story in here, which we're going to talk about a little bit. The oh, doctor, yeah. yeah, who quote Killed unquote himself. jumped or fell. Yeah, <laughs> which well, I think I, there was a third option there. Yeah, but yeah, was, was murder, um, murdered. Yeah, yeah. Well, either way, even if yeah, but we'll get into that more later. But yeah, I just I watched some of the Wormwood documentary and just seeing his son Eric, you know, just sharing his whole ordeal. Just mm, yeah getting the story out there i really got kind of into that and yeah i mean it's it's really sad because you know we grow up thinking that our government is the good guys and that our government you know never fails which is you know it's just the naivety of being young and and we watch shows where the cia even though they're doing clandestine kind of off the book stuff they're still the the good guys fighting those commie reds or whatever other nation in the world. And when you start to go down these red pill rabbit holes, you begin to see that uh, we we don't even have a clue in, in yeah. a lot of ways. So you why know, don't we I, start out? Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, I, I'm not sure if I'm willing to say espionage is like inherently evil. I'm not going to go that far. Right. But I've always just kind of been uncomfortable with, I mean, how can you trust guys who keep secrets and spy yeah. and poison, you know? <laughs> it's... That leads to the whole question of, can you trust them when they whistleblow? Yeah. You know? So, but uh, before we really go deep, let's let's start off with a little bit of a primer so why don't you, if you can, in a few sentences, give like what you what your working definition of MK Ultra is? Well, I mean, it was a CIA program, and really, you got to go back to two preceding programs: yeah. Bluebird 
and artichoke. Yeah. Um, which they, you know, they were, it was the same program. It just kind of evolved, evolved. They changed the name. Um, when Monotalk too, and initially right? it was all about, um, interrogation that we, we want to come up with better interrogation okay. techniques. Um, yeah, they, you know, the, the excuse was, well, the Soviets and the Chinese have all these amazing, crazy things going on and, and we want to be proactive and make sure we can do the same stuff. Um, but yeah, it, MK ultra started in 53 and officially ended in 73. Officially. <laughs> Whatever that means. Whatever that means. And, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, Richard Helms had a lot of the files destroyed. Luckily he didn't get them all, but yeah, they were like mis- yeah, misfiled, so weren't they? They were like in a in the wrong place. So it's like a clerical error caused yeah, us to be well, able to find yeah, out. Yeah, I it. mean, I know Colby, one of the directors around seventy five, gave some. I mean, to Eric Olson, Frank Olson's son. Yeah, and um, yeah, I found these on the Internet Archive. Yeah, I went through them too, man. It's just. Uh... It's so they're hard to read, yeah. and I think that was de- deliberate. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it, it, it's like legalese. It's in, you know, not not necessarily le- yeah. legalese, but it's in that double speak. It's hard to follow and stuff, and it's, it's just the sheer amount. If that was just a few of the files, can you imagine what they destroyed? Yeah. So yeah, Alan Dulles, the infamous, was CIA director. I don't know that there was a, ever a good one. No. Um, he was the first one, when right? When it started, After World War II. and Richard Helms, yeah, and Richard Helms was the last, was the CIA director when they, like I said, on the books, ended it. Um, and, of course, Mr. Gottlieb was involved the whole time in his passing out the candy, passing out the little drops to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into him. So, yeah. What What is your take? I wrote down like, I mean, you guys, you got to realize we really went deep into this and did a lot of research and and stuff. It gets, I mean, it's so fascinating, and there's so many different directions we can go with this, and we're going to go a few of them right now. We're going to start with you know, like we like I said, with the CIA aspect of it, but uh, later on this caught on with the elites and and some of the what we would call mind control cults or satanic luciferian cults which we'll get into later but uh the, yeah i got into a lot a lot less of that in my research so. yeah well see that's my interest is is the occult and that, that type of yeah. stuff and and how it also how it, it bleeds into hollywood and and a lot of that kind of stuff yeah. and then the whole laurel canyon thing you know and that's just it just fascinates me how many of these rock stars that we've grown up to love and 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 think are groovy are actually CIA assets, you know, su- supposedly. Um, a lot of this is speculation, yeah. and I want to I want to throw that out there, y'all. We know some of this from the documents, but a lot of it is going to be speculation, and it's going to be our speculation, other speculation. But you know, it's like with Bigfoot. You you have so many sightings from so many different types of people from so many different places. You start to think, well, maybe this is not a coincidence anymore. So 
the objectives I think of the CIA, I wrote down that it was basically you said first it was a interrogation technique, but then they wanted to use um, hypnosis to control the morality of the subject, yep. and, and then and then also use trauma to fragment the personality to cause alternate personalities yep. of the of the uh, subject. Now, what what would yep. what in your opinion would they use that for? Like the alternate personality and hypnosis. What are some examples of usage and espionage? Well, I mean, that your Manchurian candidate type situation, man, you could use one of the alters to do it. Yeah, what act what act <laughs> what, what actor was in the first one? I know it was Denzel in the second one. Uh it was uh man. Yeah, see, it was Sinatra, I believe. Was it yeah, Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra? Wow, I couldn't remember. Yeah, I mean, I remember Denzel, and Frank Sinatra was in the, in the first one. Wow, that's just really cool. Interesting, yep. though. It was Frank Sinatra. I'm pretty sure with his um, his his influence and a lot of those old movie stars experimented with LSD back then, and I think he was one of yeah. them. Yeah. So, but that's another. Uh, rabbit I don't hole. know if he was, but I, I know Cary Grant did to some degree, and and, um, and Stewart, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart. Um, yeah, well, and man, there's a, there's also the this idea that the counterculture was in to a great deal. I mean, there are already other influences on it, but right, you know, the, the counterculture of the '60s in many ways was created by this program. It's a big psyop. Yeah, Ginsburg. Allen Ginsberg has kind of admitted that yep. he got his first hit of acid from one way or another. They didn't always know they were getting it from one of Gottlieb's programs, but he was usually behind it. And even, um, I think Timothy Leary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ultimately based on a program going on in Mexico by Gottlieb, that was his interest in a lot of it. Well, and, and getting that, into the whole hallucinogens and things well, like that. And that brings in Ken Kesey and one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and I think yep. he was man, yeah, working at a working at a facility, a institution, and stealing the dope and yeah. giving it away to people. Apparently, yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is just yeah, it it, it could go on, but uh, let's stick with the CIA for a while and kind of. So what they what they I think discovered after they realized they couldn't really make a truth serum, even though they did they did use it as a truth serum. I wrote down a, a story I thought was really interesting. In nineteen fifty one, there was this story of these Japanese guys that were working for Russia and they figured that they were working for Russia, but they didn't know for sure. So they were given actually depressives and then stimulants and depressives and stimulants and eventually they they confessed and they dumped them in Tokyo Bay uh so that that was strictly under the orders of Gottlieb and and his involvement there and so let's go on oh, wow. let's go on to Sidney Gottlieb let's talk a little bit about him if we I mean we, we can't have a show without at least starting with him yeah man the the poisoner in chief, as Kinzer called him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he was he's a weird guy, man. Like as I said, he's he's kind of this 
he was kind of a hippy dippy guy himself on yeah. one on one hand you know he right. he lived really simply he lived in a house that didn't even have indoor plumbing um he, you know self sustaining all a lot of stuff people like today and part of him seemed to have this kind of altruistic wanting to fix humanity he's some of his final days were spent in India working at a leper colony. Which, man, makes you wonder, well, what did he get into there? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And and he just makes me think of this whole notion of altruism. It's funny, I, I was listening to, to Camp Hermon. They had uh, Fern and Audrey, the two SRA victim. Yeah, they deal with parts and um, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 things like that. And... Tory actually said something about how altruism at the end of the day just just means the ends justify the means more than it does any concern for humanity you know just, yeah if a few people fall through the cracks I'm, I'm paraphrasing her but she basically said the end justify the means so you often see these altruistic type guys like Gottlieb are capable of doing great evil on the one hand um, but also being really nice you know he was good with his family and oh he's very moral i mean by a lot of accounts a delightful guy you know <laughs> well the, the, i mean we've heard the same reports of hitler that hitler was a yeah. quote very moral man and and one of my favorite yeah. philosophers dallas willard in, in his book divine conspiracy he deals with hitler in the aspect of in his weird warped view he thought he was doing a favor to the world by killing the jews he thought he was eradicating yeah. something that was gonna cause problems in the world and that came from basically dehumanizing them and and uh making them you know rats rodents that's what he he viewed them yeah. as and stuff and and so you know what do you do in a house that has rodents you trap them and you kill them and that's that's a good thing if your house is infested and that's how he looked at life and and dallas willard always says that everyone no matter how evil they are have good intentions and that's i guess why the old saying goes the road to hell is paved with good intentions and yeah uh, yeah but i like that i like oh, that man, that, yeah. that statement you made there that that, that uh tory made about altruism that's totally true there's a there's a word for that I can't remember what, what it's called. It, it's, uh, but basically, the gist of it is, is it's for the higher good. You can do all these yeah. malicious, evil things, but it ultimately is for the higher good. And that's what a lot of the elites and uh, the they that are out there justify themselves. I, I saw that in some program they were talking about that, uh, that whatever it's called, that phenomena of how people convince themselves of that, that the ends, you know, justify the means. So, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're totally right, bro. I mean, it's... Yeah, and, and I think Gottlieb, that was his thing. I mean, and, and to give a little background with him, he, he was a Nazi. He came over with Operation Paperclip. If you don't know what Operation Paperclip was, it was an operation where they brought over thousands of ex-Nazis, not just for the rocket program, but but uh, for other things, too. And Gottlieb was a chemist. 
And he based the reason it was called Operation Paperclip is because their folders they totally erased their backgrounds and gave them totally new, like you would in the witness protection type situation. But their folders had paper clips on them, so that's how it was. Well, why it was called Operation Paperclip, and uh, that's just a little primer for anybody out there who didn't know what that was. And so yeah. all these, these, I didn't know Gottlieb was a Nazi. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's a Jewish Nazi. That makes it worse. He sold himself out to the to to his own to his you know. Well, yeah, man. You mentioned Operation Paperclip. I mean, yeah, he that that's where a lot of this started. Is they got a lot of these ideas from people like Kurt Blom, Blom. Yeah, forget how. Yeah, he. Everybody knows about Werner von Braun and the. You know rocket the uh, rocket scientist, yeah. but yeah, nobody knows much about the just like chemists, psychologists, just yeah. biologists, just yeah, and a cult they brought over and to, a, a cultist. <laughs> I might add too. Yeah, um, they didn't just want the rocket boys; they wanted the dope boys too, man, and the the head shrinker boys, and 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 all of it, man. It, yeah. Because a lot of these Nazis... We probably utilize them more. Well, a lot of these Nazis were involved in, like, OTO, Oriental Tipulus... What is it? Uh, Ori- Oriental Tipulus Ordis. Uh, I'm butchering the Latin there, but uh, basically the the, Cro- the Crowley... Crowley's thing? Yeah, Crowley's organization. Yeah. And they were part of the cult secret societies and all that kind of stuff. And so we brought them over here. And... and I heard this not too long ago, and I, I just think it's a truism. It, reality is that the Nazis, um, you know, the Germans lost the war, not the Nazis. The Nazis just changed locations. Nazism is, yeah. and how I envision it a lot of times I tell people is, if you've ever seen Spider-Man, and uh, particularly the Venom franchise, I, I see Nazism as like that black alien suit that's Venom. And it just needs a host. And I think Nazism just needs a host. And you want to take a wild guess where that host is now and who the host is? Hey, my unrefined friends. I just want to tell you guys that I am so thankful that you are my life. Some of our best fans uh, have been writing to us and and I, I just so encouraged about how Lives are being transformed and people are getting something out of this podcast. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's why we're doing this is to glorify Jesus and to just look at the world and have a a more open view of the seen and the unseen and the supernatural in the world. So while we're doing that, we're going to handle all different kinds of topics. But see, what I'd like for you to be involved in or part of is our members only group things that are coming in our members only group that are going to just blow your mind not to mention there's going to be episodes in there that you won't be able to hear just on the normal episode channel so make sure to visit our website at unrefinedpodcast.com and check out our members only community i just can't stress the fact that you know we're after building a community and there's there's so much out there you guys and there's so much coming i really believe we need to build these strong communities of christ followers to to be able to handle what might be coming in the in the future days we're sure that you'd be a good fit and we cannot wait i can't wait to see you there
Lindsay, <laughs> us, the United States. Yeah. Not the whole thing, but in a lot of ways, in a lot of areas, and a lot of, you know, as we're seeing right now with the CIA stuff, we were, we became the new host for, for Nazism. And the irony yeah. of the irony. Well, even, the, even just that sort of pencil pusher attitude you saw with the Nazis, just that, the way they, you know, Eichmann made it just sound like, oh, we had to take care of these numbers of people somehow, you know. It, it, it was just all numbers on paper to him. Yeah. As people were being killed by the millions. In this case, these were just experiments, you know. These people may as well have just been lab rats. Well, yeah, there's interesting. There's two... Particularly a- the ones that didn't know what was going on. There was two accountants. There was Eichmann and Schindler. Both of them mm-hmm. took care of numbers, yeah. and one of them had humanity at heart, and the other one had, honestly, Luciferian and occultic stuff at heart. So, I mean, that's where a lot of this comes yeah. from. I, I I can't prove this, but my speculation is a lot of this mind control and MK Ultra ultimately comes from the sciences, from the Nephilim back, you know, before the Gen Six and and all that kind of stuff. But that's just a speculation. Uh, we just want to yeah. kind of stick with with you know what we're we're going through here and uh, yeah, Gottlieb was um, an interesting character to say that say the least. I mean, he he headed up the whole MK Ultra program for you for those. I don't think we said that yet, but he headed up the whole MK Ultra program and like I said, yeah. started with LSD and, and and it just bloomed and blossomed from there. So. Let's talk about some of the things he did in in his evolution of the program. Yeah, well, the main one that jumped out at me was the thing he did in San Francisco, the Operation Midnight Climax, where he basically had this brothel and would get the prostitutes to bring men there and drug them because he wanted to see how you know, LSD and other things and sex yeah. <laughs> affected each other. And, yeah. you know, it, yeah. And he had a guy that would basically look through a two way mirror as this happened. Yeah. Which, which and, is really um, pervy, but, but, you know, it's all in the name of science, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All in the name of science. Yep. Yep. Science. So, yeah. I told you guys the story, what Gottlieb did with uh, the Japanese to got them to confess and, and all that kind of stuff. And so, like uh, Lindsay had said earlier, basically the program ended in, what, 1973? Three. Yeah, one year before I was born, which is interesting. Uh, it, it, it ended, but that's just, you know, what what the congressional... You know, when they did the congressional investigation where they, they delved into all this kind of stuff, that's just uh, yeah. what they found. The church committee. Yeah, yeah, the church committee. And the so and then the presidential version of it, the, the Rockefeller, what was it, the Rockefeller, I mean, that, I don't know how to tell you right there, whether it could be trusted, the president, yeah, you know, the, the administration. <laughs> Was it under was doing it Eisenhower? And it's or got Rockefeller's Rockefeller name attached to it. Jared Ford. The Rockefeller. This earlier. 
Yeah, that was during Gerald Ford's administration, I think. Yeah. Rockefeller Commission. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like you said, that's always a suspect. That's a red flag name. But uh, And Dick Cheney was involved in that. So Interesting. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. Yeah. That's fascinating. He had to have been pretty young then. He edited the results, basically. So Wow. Is it, is it even useful? Yeah, <laughs> That's well, what I gotta ask. Well, I mean, that just shows the the you know there was this book back in the day that it borrowed the scarlet thread through the Bible. It was a Baptist book about the martyrs, the scarlet, uh, the trail of blood is what it was called. And I just think about that when we look at stuff like this, we just kind of follow the trail of blood or the trail of bodies or the trail of whatever you know, and to see Dick Cheney being involved in something like yeah. that. I mean, I don't want to get involved in logical fallacies and, you know, and stuff like that. However, there comes a point where things aren't coincidental anymore. There's just, it's just not a coincidence. So, but yeah, I want to tell a little story. Well, and yeah, I was talking with a friend about this and yeah, you know, when I told him we were, we were going to do this and he goes, and you know, I, he asked me, how long did that thing last? The MK Ultra was like like 20 years, <laughs> 53 to 73. He's like, you know, if they had run it two or three years, they were just experimenting. At some point, this just becomes just torture. <laughs> or some, 20 years. Or something what, else. What were they trying to find out doing this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, my viewpoint, and this is a speculation, I want to throw that out there. My viewpoint is, I wonder if it actually became training. I wonder if they perfected some things because there's a lot of things out there that, that whistleblowers have identified that worked. Uh, re- remote viewing and the different stuff they tried. Uh, I just wonder if it became a, a training type thing and they, they began to train people off book CIA to do this. And that, that leads perfectly into my next discussion what i'd like to talk about with this is, is it's the same stuff we're calling it mk ultra but it's just it's it's mind control is what it is yeah. and and that leads to the whole mind control cults and underground luciferian slash satanistic type cults that they used for the different programs i mean they have i read they have different programs when they would program an altar you had an alpha which is just basic altar stuff just obedience type based stuff then you had would have they'd have a beta program and then they'd have uh, an omega a gamma and all these different greek letters meant something different to the altar that they programmed in there like one of them i can't remember which one i want to say it's omnicron or it might have been gamma was a self-destruct slash mm-hmm. self-mutilation program. And so this is how it evolved. And it, it came out into the mainstream. And the elites, they, I'll just call them they, whoever they are. I always joke with Lindsay that if we know their name, they are not the leaders. And which is really kind of crazy, but it's true if you think about it. They are not going to be out in the public eye. They are not going to be people that we know. The, uh, yeah. the, they'll be, I've heard people say, oh yeah, well, Hillary Clinton is the ringleader. And I'm like, oh no, she's low level. You know, I mean, she's she's in it, but she's 
and maybe low level is not good, but she's not, she's not the they, you know, she's part of the they, she's a soldier, but not necessarily a general, maybe a colonel. I don't know. Anyway, but it spread outside the CIA. And that's why I wonder if all these years they've been training it. And we have several, and this, this will tap into one of our loves, mine and, and Lindsay's loves movie predictive programmings. I mean, I was just telling uh, a, a friend of mine today, the two, the top two that I'm going to steal before Lindsay can steal is Jason Bourne is an example of black ops and MK ultra and having a handler and going through the whole trauma and drug process to program, to make a killer. And he actually forgot his programming. He had the amnesia and he had to relearn who he was, which was uh, fascinating because in some parts of his brain, he still was a killer and he could still operate in it. It just wasn't in his prefrontal cortex, which is who he is. Which So that there's an mm-hmm. example of predictive programming. And the other one is Stranger Things. I mean, it hits, it hits all the... Yeah. It hits hard. It hits all the issues from remote viewing, psycho, psychokinetic or telekinesis, uh, alternate dimensions. I mean, everything, you know, the tanks that they had. I forget what they're called. Isolation tanks. Is that what they were called? Yeah. Mm, was, yeah, I think so. Yeah, isolation. There's another word for them. Yeah. Where in, in Stranger Things, they would put uh, Eleven in that tank with the water where she could focus, where she could be sensory deprived and could, you know, and they would inject her with the, whatever drug of choice they used and and that stuff. So those are two, Lindsay, what are some more? I know you, you have a wide movie knowledge. What are some more predictive programming of, of, Oh, we talked about Manchurian candidate. Yeah. That's a huge one. Yeah. Huge one. That's the one that comes to my mind immediately. Uh, yeah, I like both versions of those that movie, but I love the Denzel I mean, one. That's that movie awesome. wasn't far from the truth. No, it wasn't. Um, it makes you wonder. Yeah, in fact, let let me just read this. Yeah, let me read yeah. this okay. uh, document. Okay. Okay. Yeah, page fifty three. Hypnotic experimentation research. And this is from the documents. Yeah. Um, this is straight from the horse's mouth, you guys. This is the source. Okay, so, yeah, the Frank Olson project has the names that were redacted. Okay, it was Miss Jackson and Miss Pierce. <laughs> A post-hypnotic... Okay, so, yeah, this is MK Ultra program CAA document number 190691, page 1, excerpt. Um, on Wednesday, the 10th, February 1954, hypnotic experimentation and research was continued in Building 13 of the Mount Massive Preserve in Colorado using the following sub- subjects. Material abridged, a post-hypnotic of the night before, pointed oh. finger, you will sleep, was enacted. Oh. Mrs. Jackson and Pierce immediately progressed to a deep hypnotic state with no further suggestion. Miss Pierce was then instructed, having previously expressed a fear of firearms in any fashion, that she would use every method at her disposal to awaken Miss Jackson, now in a deep hypnotic sleep. And failing this, she would pick up a nearby pistol and fire it at Miss Jackson. 
She was instructed that her rage would be so great that she would not hesitate to kill Miss Jackson for failing to awaken. Miss Pierce carried out these suggestions. And if you read more, it, it talks about how the, the gun wasn't loaded. Um, yeah, they, were, they put blanks but in still, it. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's Manchurian Candidate stuff there. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, what else yeah. do you call that? I mean, yeah, you know, and they, they figured out a way to make someone do what they want to do. It makes you think about the whole Sirhan Sirhan. Oh yeah, you know he claimed, or, he didn't remember killing Bobby Kennedy, and and Lee Harvey Oswald always said he was a patsy. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I think he was actually a CIA asset, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't MK Ultra or didn't have a handler in 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 such a thing. And that's that's the same time period, and we all know. I mean, it's common knowledge that one of JFK's, we, we, we always seem to want to think the mafia did it, which they probably were involved in it. But the, the, the biggest thing is, is Kennedy had the CIA on his hit list. He was going to divide it into a million pieces because he saw what it was becoming. Yeah. It, it was becoming an entity that was outside of America. I mean, let's face it, you guys. Yeah. Uh, it, it it was becoming its own own entity, which I, I there's a show right now on uh, Amazon which reminds me of that called Citadel, and it has like there's two these two competing groups. It's it's very Bond James okay. Bond esque, but it had these these two intelligence agencies that are outside of any country or government or anything like that, and that's what the CIA was quickly becoming. And Kennedy yeah. had Kennedy had it in his sights. Him and Bobby both. You know, so hmm. well, it's funny you just mentioned Citadel and and Bond. You can even take it back to Bond and maybe even other spy movies and entertainment before that. It just the problem with it, as entertaining as it is, is it kind of glamorizes yeah a lot of this evil yeah. when you think about it. It does makes it cool. Makes it cool. Well, we're the good guys after all, and yeah, look. We're probably better than a lot of people, but doesn't that make us more responsible? Well, what's the Spider-Man quote? <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. I love that quote. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, and and you know, we're we're probably going to be held accountable as a country one day for that. In the anyway, in the possibly near future, but let's. I actually took this a direction too prematurely. I want to back up a little bit if we can, Lindsay. And let's go yeah. into let's go into this. This is going to be your your thing because this is your speciality when it comes to this. Is let's talk about Frank Olson and the whole ordeal with Frank Olson. So give us the lowdown on that. Okay. Well, Frank Olson was he was a army veteran. He was working at Camp Dietrich in Maryland, the U.S. Army Biological Warfare Laboratory. He was recruited by distinguished UW scientist Ira Baldwin. He had worked with biowarfare originally. Mm. Um, I have a story about that I'll tell after later we get into that. But anyway. Stuff like aerosolizing anthrax. Okay. Um, Let me tell my story right. This is a perfect point. Did you know, and I, I found this out researching this, that the Navy in San Francisco Bay, okay, and this is legit, this is Freedom of Information Act, in the San Francisco Bay, they sprayed 
this bacteria for days off Navy ships in the, in the bay. And the reason it worked in the San Francisco Bay is because there's a lot of fog and all this stuff. So they, they infiltrated, aerosoled this whole area of San Francisco. 11 people got sick and one died. And they were just doing that just to see whether you could aerosol some, some make airborne some, some type of biological or viral warfare to be able to do. I mean, that's crazy. We did it to our own people. I mean, and, and yet we're going to go over to yeah. Syria or or Saddam Hussein and judge him for gassing his own people. I'm not saying him gassing his own people is right. I'm not saying that. But, you know, where's our moral high ground? I mean, what have we done to our own people? Sorry. End of rant. Keep going, Lindsay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. He was brought in um, to the MK Ultra pro- Project in 53 and started, you know, having misgivings about it. Mm. Um, Was he a a scientist? He went, he traveled to Berlin. Yeah. He went to uh, Berlin at one point and um, they believe saw some really rough torture and interrogation there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And just started having misgivings about it. Well, you know, and started, Voicing those misgivings, yeah, um, which wasn't okay. Well, anyway, he gets invited to this meeting called the Deep Creek Rendezvous, basically where where Gottlieb was there, just a lot of guys associated with MK Ultra were there, and their cover was that they were supposed to be uh, script writers, editors, authors, and lecturers for sports magazines and things like that. It's just this lodge. Um, near Deep Creek Lake, the Deep Creek Lake Retreat in Maryland. And unbeknownst to Olson, there was a cover to the cover, (laughs) was that they were all going to be dosed with with LSD that night. And he just slowly began to unravel, as far as anyone could tell. Um, He was told he needed to, after this happened, um, they, they basically they spiked a bottle of I think it's called Cointreau, some sort of liquor, with LSD, and um, yeah, he just kind of started unraveling. His wife and family noticed it, and and then sometime after that, they sent him to a psychiatrist who wasn't actually a psychiatrist, Doctor Harold Abramson. Mm. Um, he was an allergist who had worked with Olson in the past. I was wondering what allergists had to do with this, but yeah, I mean, allergists are concerned with how allergens and things, particles diffuse through the air. So, yeah. you know, and Olson was working on aerosolizing bacteria and viruses and things like that. So made sense. Um, he did some, Abramson did some, psychiatry on the side apparently but he wasn't really known as a psychiatrist but more importantly he was working for the cia at the time yeah so they made sure this was all in-house sometime after he met with abramson he got drugged along with some other guys but for some reason it really hit him harder and he just happened to have been voicing his disaffection and misgivings with a, a lot of the stuff he was involved in here with the MK Ultra. He attempted to resign at one point, 
Right. And after this whole deep, deep creek rendezvous, he gets sent to this Harold Abramson, who's supposedly, you know, analyzing him or giving him some sort of psychiatric treatment. Yeah, helping and him out. Yeah. So, yeah, it was around 2 a.m. on Saturday, November 28th, 1953. He either jumped or fell. <laughs> That's the way they, um, from his room at the Statler Hilton Hotel in Pennsylvania. Or the other option. He was- no, 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 in New York City. So it was the Hotel Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, or the other option he was pushed. It's called the Hotel Statler <laughs> then, I think. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Jumped, fell, or was pushed. <laughs> Which I think yeah, is like, what Eric believes, right? Eric believes that he was murdered. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's what that's what I got. He doesn't know for sure, and but yeah, just I would say either way, man. You drive someone nuts. You dose them, and they start having bad trips, and you send them to some guy who works for the CIA to start psychiatric treatment the doc the wormwood documentary on netflix implied that he was using some sort of thing where he would just cover his eyes and ears or like make it where he couldn't see and cover his hands where he couldn't really move them and ask him questions under that state it was harder and harder for him to answer those questions and it would just kind of frustrate him and just slowly break him down. But yeah. But yeah, I guess my point was that either way, you drive someone to kill themselves. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that was how they killed him. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And that's hard to prove, you know, it, prove it, in court. So. Yeah. So yeah, either way. But yeah, I tend to think maybe he was thrown out of that window. But there was a... um you know, they got they got a letter later from a guy who was working at that hotel who just was like, hey, this, something was sketch about this. Nightman Armand Pastor, yeah. He was the night manager of the hotel. Um, Dear Mrs. Olson, after reading the newspaper accounts on the tragic death of your husband, I felt compelled to write you. At the time of your husband's death, I was the assistant night manager at the Hostel Statler, New York, was at his side almost immediately after his fall. He attempted to speak, but his words were unintelligible. A priest was summoned, and he was given last rites. Having been in the hotel business for the last 36 years and witnessed innumerable unfortunate incidents, your husband's death disturbed me greatly due to the most unusual circumstances of which you are now aware. If I can be of any assistance to you, please do not hesitate to call me. So yeah, the uh, the night manager wasn't buying. Mm. Oh, this was just a suicide or something like that. He he thought there was some sketch stuff about it. Apparently, he, the hotel operator connected a call through the sprit switchboard from a man in room one hundred one eight A. It's a weird the way that number is. The operator heard him say, well, he's gone. The man on the other end replied, that's too bad, and then hung up. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound like someone who just heard the news of a... I mean, he doesn't even give any details. They just both know what's what's being said there. Well, he's gone. That's too bad. I mean, yeah, it doesn't sound like somebody hearing about a suicide. 
No. He doesn't even say suicide. He just says he's gone. No. So yeah, his son Eric was never satisfied with it and just stayed on stayed on his mom about it. His mom just didn't, you know, was like, why do we have to talk about this again? And yeah, there's just he just he and he just latched on to it and wouldn't let go. And they finally because of that, that's why we have some of these documents. He got an apology from the president and got a lot of these guys to admit something. And again, the CIA made sure that it was on their terms and they made it in such a way that he even said himself, the documents they gave them just, they just gave them documents and said, here you go, you figure this out. And they only got one chance to do that. And the documents were hard to understand. They didn't have anybody there to help them. Okay, what does this this term mean? What's this abbreviation? What's this acronym? They just were like, here you go. Yeah. And But, you know, we'd have nothing were not for Eric Olson not being satisfied with this jumped or fell explanation and knowing his dad and remembering who his dad was and and yeah, so, so yeah, that in a nutshell, I guess, is the Frank Olson story. Yeah, that's fascinating. I, I have to check that out on Netflix and take a dive. Yeah, uh, I, I want to go into. I read a lecture. This is going back. I'm. We went to Frank Olson. I'm swinging back into the whole mind control cult stuff, which is, it's the the fruit of the same tree. There's a, a lecture that I read, read out there. It's by a guy named Dr. D.C. Hammond. And he is a distinguished counselor, psychologist, psychiatric. He actually was the, which I found really interesting, was the former language interpreter for Presidents Bush and Clinton. And oh, wow. uh, anyway, so he has written journal articles and eight books. He's an expert on hip, hypnotic suggestions and metaphors and ex, ex, Ericksonian psychology and, and stuff like that. So this guy is not a slouch. I mean, this guy knows what he's talking about, but he at this uh, speech, I don't, I don't remember what year it was. I think it may be in um, uh, 1992. He, uh, he gets up in front of all these people, these peers, his people, uh, to do a, to do a lecture on uh, hypnosis and, and multiple personality disorder, and he talks about the whole ritual abuse is, is how it's we, we we use the term SRA, which is satanic ritual abuse, but not all yeah. ritual abuse is labeled sat satanic in the sense of it's not done necessarily by a satanist. It's it's all satanic. It all comes from the enemy. However. It's it's not all satanic ritual abuse, which there is that too. And he just kind of followed the the trail, you know, that mind control programming and brainwashing. I mean, I mean, look at the Mansons. There's rumors out there that that uh, Charles Manson was actually a CIA asset, and as part of the whole countercultural movement, and the family was an example of some of this mind control cult. There's been several other cults. The one that River Phoenix was a part of. What is it? The family? Is that what it was? Or the family? Yeah, the, the family. Fam the family of God, maybe? 
Is it? Yeah. Was it uh, uh, Wil- Wilver uh, Victor? I can't. I can't remember his last name. It starts with the Wilverville or something like that. Wilverville. I don't know if it was started by him or if it was a, a, another dude, but they were the ones that um, they had hookers for Jesus. I remember that they had these. Yeah. Uh, anyway, flirty fishing. They yeah, called it flirty fishing, and uh, so this mind control stuff was all involved in it and they got their cue from the experiments of the mind can, you know, the MK ultra, which you said ultimately came from Gottlieb. He, he would start these little projects and they all began to take on a, a life of their own. And these, these uh, different groups of people um, started to take the information. That's why I suspect that maybe in the 20 years it was around, it was, Maybe the CIA did quit it, but others took it on the mantle, took on the torch, and began to do it themselves, which I don't think the CIA yeah. quit it. I think they just sub-opted to even deeper black ops that people don't know about, you know, like... And David Berg was the guy. David so Berg, the, that's the, it. The, the, yeah. family, the family international. Yeah. So... Still technically around. Yeah. So what what uh, this this Doctor Hammond in his lecture said, and this just blows me away. He says this. He says when you find the the same highly esoteric information in different states, from Florida to California, and from different countries, you start to get an idea that something's going on that is very large and well coordinated. So I've gone yeah. from someone not knowing what to think about it all. To someone who clearly believes ritual abuse is real, I have had concern because of personal threats. I have finally decided to hell with them. If they're going to kill me, they're going to kill me. It's time for me to share more information with therapists. And so he did in this lecture, and he went into a great detail. It's all, you can find it online. It's the Green Bomb speech, hypnosis, and MPD. Which MPD, you guys, is multiple personality disorder. And that's been changed. The newest psychological book that came out changed it from MPD to DID, which is Dissociative Identity Disorder, which is actually a better label for what what really happens. And um, just a little side side thing, I'm going to chase a rabbit here. DID is basically when our bodies, our minds, our brains, experience in, incredible amounts of trauma. And this is particularly why it's very effective in children because they don't have the capacity to handle the amount of trauma that adults do. But anyway, when any person, any human being, their brain experiences in, in, uh, 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 an amount of trauma that, go, that exceeds their capacity. And what capacity, you guys, is, is basically the level that you can handle. That's just a big word for the level of whatever you can handle. It reaches capacity. When we reach that capacity, our brain naturally splits or fragments or alters or or constructs different parts. That's actually a God-given thing after the fall because it helps us not to be constantly aware of all our traumas and our junk mm-hmm. and our sins and all this type of stuff. So what God had meant for good, the enemy turned for evil. and. The interesting thing about DID is that everyone has it. 
I mean, we've all said the expression, you know, part of me wants to go to this party and another part of me doesn't. Well, I mean, even in our language, we, we, we provide room for such things. But in this, in this DID, you have spectrum of this DID. And, and on the right end of the spectrum, the, the extreme part of the spectrum, you begin to have what you call alters, which are basically what multiple personality used to used to be there was this movie i can't remember it was back in the 60s or 70s about a woman who had multiple personality disorder and i can't remember the actress that played her and i can't remember the many faces of eve i think something yeah and uh one but but when you get to the altar part on the spectrum these people become different people and they can be programmed by these mind control specialists by using hypnosis that they can be programmed to become another person. Uh, an example of this is they would, they would do this with spies. They would, they would break an altar apart and there would be a deeper core altar, which was the real them. And they would go into a countercultural movement of communism and they bought the whole enchilada and it was all real and it could not be discerned as being fake with body language or anything like that because in reality that part of them completely bought into the communism and so when their handler would get a hold of them they could call up the core part of the person and the core part of the person would remember the part of the altar and could feed them information mm-hmm. about the communist cells so that was kind of how it was kind of came about and then oh wow yeah. yeah what 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 happened with um the the mind control cults and all that kind of stuff is just number one money is a primary motive that's a huge motive is they want to grow their cult and you do that yep. you grow their cult by love bombing love bombing is an example of some mind control techniques that you begin to to use with people a lot of these mind control handlers what they would do is they would love bomb and then they would abuse and that confuses the brain and causes the the altars to split. Uh, I mean, usually with these mind control cults, they didn't use the extreme like electroconvulsive, electroconvulsive type things or the isolation tanks or stuff like that. They they had to they were forced to use not really technology but just the homegrown stuff like beatings yeah. and stuff like that. And and then that enters the whole adrenochrome thing. You know the the abuse that they would give these children to to uh to begin to split them up in their altars. They would take their blood and they they extract the adrenochrome out, and they would get high off of it, or it would be used for other purposes, or, or you know whatever they they did it. But it would come from particularly young children and their trauma, and when they would they, they would secrete the adrenaline, and that adrenaline would get in their blood in their serum, and that would become the adrenochrome. And uh, whistleblowers have said that it's it's unlike any high any any other drug has ever been out there. So, I mean, just the just the kicks of it. A lot of the Hollywood and people like that get get out of it. But there's no telling what other therapeutic or destructive things you can do with it. So, this whole mind controlling and then brainwashing comes into it. You know, uh. I, 
I, I can't remember exactly, but I think for a long time, the family, uh, Charles Manson's family, uh, they wouldn't turn mm-hmm. on them. You know, they had uh, Stockholm syndrome, which is another example of how our brain yeah. does this mind control type stuff in, in, in splits. But this doctor in his practice, he, he was just overwhelmed because this was not something happening in ISA. It wouldn't just happen in San Francisco. It wouldn't just happen in New York or, or Georgia or wherever. It was happening all over the place. And he knew that there was some kind of web or system. And, you know, that leads into even deeper rabbit holes. And so I'm just going to stop that rabbit right there and shoot it. <laughs> But, but the the whole DID and satanic ritual abuse uh, subject is is out there, and it, it's very real. I, I had a minister at one time professionally tell me that he thought it was bunkus, and that they were, you know, those memories were suggestion, suggested memories, and et cetera, and all that kind of stuff. He said because all the same type of people. The same type of people is this what is his exact words. The same type of people that are SRA are also the same type of people that get alien abducted. Like that in itself is fantasy and yeah. make believe and etc. And we don't even know the uh, the ramifications of that. You know, getting real supernatural, getting real fringy. We don't know what these interdimensional beings are doing with people when they abduct them. It might not just be body experiments. There might be mind control going on as well. So people, a lot of times people don't think about that anyway. So, uh, the reality is, is that any type of person can be disassociated. And like I said earlier, most people are disassociated to an extent. They have fragments and parts, uh, a lot of them won't really manifest as a complete personality. However, in some extreme cases, they are. And you, you, you begin to talk to them a lot like you would, a, a, for example, in the Christian ministry, a deliverance ministry, like you would a spirit or something like that. And yeah. it, they're, they're actually parts. Matter of fact, I have a story about this. And, and uh, we, uh, Sandy and I, one of the first times we did ministry, dealing with the, the healing ministry and and uh, prayer counseling and stuff, we had a hard case. And this hard case was a person who I was trying to cast a spirit out. I was trying to get rid of the spirit that was oppressing them and this, that, and the other. And the part, which is what it was, was getting aggravated at me because it was not actually a demon. It was actually part of the person and Sandy and I didn't have any training or framework or even know what that was at the time. It was early in our ministry. And so I would, I would keep trying to cast it out and it wouldn't respond to the name of Jesus. And, and it was, it was kind of hostile and anyway. Mm -hmm. And and so we, we finally just gave up because it was above our pay grade. But, you know, later on we learned how to do ministry with stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, you you truly have to have the gift of discernment of spirits when you're you're doing ministry with that. But this mind control is out there, and it's it's a web, and it's it's all over the place. I mean, I think of the the experience with I think it was the army guy named Michael Aquino. 
he mm-hmm. was the one that had the uh the military base had tunnels from the military base to a a, a daycare center and and so mm-hmm. yeah interest yeah that's what's so crazy about this. I mean, you can go really deep, and a lot of people think that the the military is involved in in some of this stuff. You know, different intelligence groups in the different branches of the military. Um, this Michael Aquino guy wa- is a Satanist. I think he's more the Anton Lavey uh, stream of Satanists, which we really are atheists. But we all know from our Christian worldview that. He he still is. A, yeah, he still he started is. that group, the Temple of Set. Yeah, <laughs> they still are Satanists. You know, at least. Um, yeah, Al, 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 Set. Huh? Yeah, Set. I was just gonna say Set is the Egyptian guy has often been associated with Satan. So yeah, one way or another, he. Yeah. Uh, and and the other interesting interesting thing about that is is these. When they would do when they would do the the mind mind control stuff, they would do it. They start and they would they they obviously they do it with the bloodlines, and that's a another whole program and show we don't want to get into today. But with the different family bloodlines, they they want to. That's how they control these different family bloodlines, and how they you know want to use them for their in their means and ends, the elites and, and purposes in the world. So, and you know, and then and then you see the permeation of it all out in Hollywood as well. How many times have we seen Katy Perry have a defrag? Is what I call it, right in the middle of everybody. There's there's even YouTube videos of it. Yeah. And Kanye West broke down with with his, and I think he actually got help and got out of a lot of his MK Ultra hand. But uh, anyway, there's just this one guy I think is pretty famous that handles a lot of these stars that seems to be close at hand with a lot, of, particularly a lot of these female pop singers. They, oh, they all go through the same stages. It's really interesting, and it just makes you wonder. But that, yeah. that goes back to the whole mind control, MK Ultra, that whole umbrella. and And so... Anyway, yeah. uh, what else, Lindsay, you want to follow up with here that you want to add to our, our, our conversation? You know, it's easy to be fascinated by this stuff, but then I also found myself getting just fatigued reading some of it. it was, yeah, yeah. It's hard to read. and Totally. A lot of it's very technical. And it's hard to believe. It, it, the documents, it t- yeah. It tilts your brain that that we have the technology to do a lot of this stuff, which is you know obvious where the technology comes from. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it's very fatiguing. But God, you know, I want to kind of yeah. end this podcast on a but God note, and us realize that. Despite MK Ultra, mind control cults, what's going on? They, them, the elites, all of that. But God, you know, He is the Lord of heaven and earth, and He is ultimately, proveniently, and providentially guiding this world, and He's in charge. I mean, 
I'll just come right out and say that the Lord is in charge. It doesn't mean he makes all these things necessarily happen, but he is in charge. And yeah, we have to remember that. And we have to realize that, uh, I just think that the sheer amount of people that are out there that are going, that have been through this SRA, that have been through this uh, DID type stuff, even in little small cults, little small organizations, they learn about it and they, they, they operate in it, you know? And I mean, look what we just came out with the, was it the Dugers, the shiny, happy people thing. And just a lot of toxic religion can border yeah. border in on this mind control. You don't necessarily use LSD, but you use a lot of the, the mind control principles. A lot of the uh the, the traumatics and traumatic type stuff and no telling what goes on behind closed doors. I'm not saying that about the Dugers, but that was yeah. a pretty exposing well, I mean, yeah. The the whole DID ex- discussion you had opens up a whole nother episode we can have later. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's a whole nother topic on its own that, yeah, I, I, I thought we'd touch on, but I, man, I think that's cool that you went a little further into it. And that's, man, maybe we could have a, a guest, someone on who's done ministry in that area. I know you've done ministry in that area. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, it would it would be fascinating to have somebody on that that that's that's dealt with it. A lot. There's not many people out there. Most mostly, it's deliverance ministry, which you know, it's it's a ditch. There's 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 two ditches to me. There's one ditch that it's all demons, and there's another ditch that it's no demons. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, I think the road is is the is the balance. But yeah, like you said, there are answers for you out there if you've experienced anything like this. That if if uh, you need help. You can find people that can help you, you know, get out of these things that you're in. You know, even if it's it's mild, yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be SRA or ritual abuse or any of that kind of stuff. Just dealing with our different parts and fragments is is uh, truly helpful. And I just want to glorify Jesus right now and just thank Him that because of his shed blood on the cross and because of what he did and because he rose from the grave and is now seated at the right hand of the Father and he is the victor over all this stuff, he is victorious, that we have the authority and the ability to be able to do this ministry and to minister to these kind of people. So what say you, Lindsay? I'll give you the last word. Well, I was just going to say, man, if there's anyone who listens to our show, I want to wonder, I don't know, maybe people who listen more, maybe for some of the ministry, spiritual stuff, but who raise your eyebrow when you hear conspiracy theories and things like that. Well, just look at what can be proven here. I mean, we know the government was experimenting on people um, without them knowing it. And that deaths resulted in that oftentimes and you know it's just right there for you to you to read you know it's so maybe just look at that and 
consider that next time you raise your eyebrows. I mean, this this is real stuff. And MK Ultra is just one one example. There's many more. Yeah, of stuff that we know now. You know. Yeah, it's it's come out from the Freedom of Information Act, and and know this, you guys out there too. The whole concept of conspiracy theory was actually started by the CIA to lemonize and alienate the people who believed a different narrative. So keep that in mind. Yeah. That's that's a pejorative term now that they throw out. I mean, you even watch it in the mainstream media. Though, you know, if you're a conspiracy theorist, that means that you're a nut job. And what's so crazy is they'll throw out their own conspiracy, but those aren't conspiracies. So we won't go there. I appreciate Lindsay, our time together today, man. It was awesome. I love talking yeah, about this, this stuff with you. You know, we have a keen interest. I didn't even go into a lot of the uh, assets in, in Hollywood and the music industry, but that's okay. That might be another program for yeah. another time. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. But like like you said, we have to pull it back in and we have to ground ourselves in, in the Lord. So, Yes. Yeah, so we will see you guys on the other side, and hasta luego. Or yeah, hasta, thanks, guys. See you later. Thanks for listening and supporting us. And remember, stay naturally supernatural.